Welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. As always, I'm your host, David Valliere. And we are continuing our series on women and wealth and really just count ourselves privileged to have Pat and Margie back. And they spoke with us last episode. And it was just a a really, I I felt a heartfelt episode and really appreciate their vulnerability. Today, I wanted to have them back along with Jordan and maybe talk about some of their wins, some of the things that they've learned along the way. So with that, Jordan, I'll I'll turn it over to you and maybe reintroduce our guests and then take us to the first question. Perfect. Yes. Thanks, David. Today, again, we have Margie, Pat, and Marla on the line. As you may remember, each of them have individual stories. Two of them have both experienced uh, loss of a husband. One has been very fortunate to continue to have her husband around, but really looking at getting more involved in the finances as they've transitioned into retirement. We've talked through what kept has kept them up at night previously, how a financial advisor or planner has helped them kind of navigate some of those things, and then really what they're looking at in the future, which is how can they better help or better have conversations with their heirs to help navigate as they age, as their lives change, really, they've seen both sides of that equation and and they want to make sure that they're equipping the next generation. So Margie, Pat, Marla, thank you so much again for joining us today. We are, as David said, we're privileged and honored for you guys to be sharing everything with us. And as we move forward, let's jump right into some of the questions we had. So in light of Everything that we talked about last episode, what has kept you up at night, what's you know on your horizon, let's kind of take it back a little bit and say, what is one thing you wish you could have told your younger self around your finances? It truly could be giving yourself a pat on the back that you did something right and you see how that impacted today, or it could be something that you really wish you had done differently to better, to to feel more secure and safe on your own. And anybody want to kind of start off from there? I can start off as Marla speaking. I think that whole thing that life flies by in a blink of an eye is so amazingly true. And getting started with a planner early was not in the realm of my thinking. My husband and I had all kinds of people that helped us in our lives. And when we opened up a a dental practice, I remember listening to the dean of the dental school who told us to open up a practice in an area that you want to live in and design it so that you won't have to move to a different space ever. And 35 years later, when he was ready to sell his office, he was still in the same place. And many dentists and physicians that we knew moved multiple times, which I'm sure was a very costly part of their life. So I am very grateful and proud of the fact that we listened to that advice. I think it was um, a big win for us. And when I look back also at how money was handled and 
I think about buying our first home, and I remember that home was $44,000, and we had to put 10% down. And the bank, we didn't have even $4,000 to put down. So we went to a bank and borrowed $4,000. And then we told my parents or father-in-law at the time, if any bank asks you, just say you gave us the money. So I didn't think much about it. And I remember later on in life thinking, that was really crazy. I wonder what a financial planner would have told us to do at the time. And I still wonder about that. the idea of having someone in your life to help you make those kinds of decisions, I think is extremely important. And some of the decisions we made, I'm sure were all were good ones, and some of them could have been better ones. So that's what I'm thinking the most about right now. And I'm thinking, um, telling my younger self, I was at a luncheon a couple of weeks ago and there were 10 women and starting to talk about the, the finances. And what I discovered was that six out of the 10 people there had experienced unexpected setbacks, both divorce and business failures and recession and loss of jobs and events that really put them into financial crisis. And that we never, you never know what lies ahead. You can be, you can be the best planner, but you don't know what the future holds and that it takes a lot of money to be comfortable after retirement. So know your finances, know the terminologies and be open to outside advice that's good from a financial planner. The other thing I would tell young people, especially is when they're married, they should be partners and not dependent on one another. Know your finances. Don't be complacent. This is Pat. I think that's very important too, that I think, I mean, my daughters are stay-at-home moms and I have definitely tried to steer them into go with your husband when you have these financial meetings. Don't leave it all up to him. That was kind of the way we did things back then. I think that he went to work. I paid the bills. I knew what was in our checking and bank account, but as far as the savings and the retirement and all, that was pretty much his department that he kept records of and everything. But we were not with the financial planner at that time. And I think that it's very important that young people today do get involved and have some sort of a retirement plan early in life because it comes around really quick. And like you said, if some unexpected circumstance turns up, the rug is just pulled out from under you. And it's better to have someone there that can help you and take that off your plate at the time, I think. Let them worry about that for a while while you pick up the pieces, you know, and carry on. Yeah, just listen to what you're saying there, Pat. There's such wisdom in that. I, I come from a sports background and even the very best athletes at their sport lean on a coach. And sometimes they lean on multiple coaches. It might be somebody that helps them refocus during a game. It might be somebody that helps them get stronger, faster, whatever that might be. But they're all, even though they're very smart and at the top of their game, it's always helpful to have somebody that sits outside of the game or out of your financial situation that can help you to make really 
unemotional, wise decision. So I, I think all three of you said that in, in a sense. I, I really appreciate that. Let I me, think, David, this is yeah, Marla. It's really never too late to learn. I've been studying more about stocks and bonds and actually finding it fun and comforting and much less fear around money now that a financial plan is in place. I think it might have been Jordan on another podcast who said a, a plan gives you freedom. And I didn't really know what she meant until I started this as late as I did and now understand it. And it's every day, even if I'm just reading the business pages, it's giving me an opportunity to feel more comfortable around money and less, certainly less fearful. That's great insight. Yeah, I, That's, go ahead, Jordan. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, I think truly it, it comes down to that education piece and that partnership piece. You're partnering not only with your husband or your spouse in terms of making sure you're on the same page, but you're also partnering with a financial advisor who is there to help educate you and be your sounding board and give you the pieces that you may be missing or give you at least guidance on where to go to find information like that. So I think those are two, you know, big pieces of your finances. And, and really what I'm hearing is themes from all three of you. Makes you sleep better. And that's really what the goal here is that we can yeah. all feel, feel that right. peacefulness when we get into bed at night and not have um, that to worry about. Because like we said before, there's constantly things that are happening at this stage of life. And if it's health or whatever might be that day's adventure, it's, um, it's challenging. And if you can put the finances in a pocket and know that you're holding on to that in a way that feels reasonable and good, nothing could be better. That's great insight. I love it. Let me just shift the conversation slightly. I'd love to hear about some wins. Is there anything that stands out for uh, the three of you in terms of what is your biggest financial win, whatever that might be? Maybe it's paying down debt. Maybe it's paying off a house. Maybe it's just what you mentioned there, I think that was Marla, about just feeling better and being able to sleep at night. Talk to me about that. I guess several months before my husband died, we went to an attorney um, to update our wills. And, and my husband had been, had, as I had said, included me in all these discussions. And I thought I kind of knew what everything was all about. But looking at her net, net worth, we were very concerned that we hadn't accumulated enough wealth to easily live in the style that we were living until our deaths. And I just remember being really low at, at that particular point, trying to figure out we, we were retired, we health issues had arisen. And again, I think we keep saying it, it was turning, my biggest win was turning to a financial advisor and putting everything together and seeing it and feeling comfortable with it and walking out the door each day and not having this financial worry on my shoulders. So that was my biggest financial win. This is Pat. One of my biggest, what I would say wins, if you want to call it, or joys, is to be able to call my financial person and be able to give my kids a gift of either money, which I have been able to do, or trips that we've all taken before you just don't know exactly how this is 
which way it's going to go and to be able to have that freedom to be able to say, we're, all, we're going to take a trip to Hawaii and mom's paying. That's kind of fun. I enjoy doing that just to be able to give them a, a larger lump sum of cash so that they can put it towards the, their children's, my grandchildren's education. For me, that's a real win and a, a fun thing to do. So since all of this, I have been able to do that and I've truly enjoyed doing that. Speaking of children, being no longer in the sandwich generation with my children or with my parents, just looking at them and knowing that they were provided the education that in the professional degrees and are independent financially and doing beautifully. And I think that gives me a great deal of winning success. I think that anything I can do for them would just be some gravy for them. And I just feel very glad that I could provide them with no debt when they got out of school and that they could have the kinds of lives and careers that they have now. Those are some great wins, right? Making sure that that feeling of the next generation, you did what you could do, you did better than what what came before you and, and that you're setting them up to do better than you. As a parent, I just feel like that's what you want for your kids is always to have them be able to do better than you did. And so I think those are all great financial wins. Now, Kind of flipping to the opposite side of that coin, any pitfalls, any big pitfalls that you experience outside of what we've already talked about, but last, we actually asked this question on a previous podcast and came up with some really interesting answers. And so I do like to, to kind of ask it in, in a different light. Anybody willing to share? I don't, I can't think of pitfalls at this moment that, that I went through other than just the worry part. But as far as decision that I made that I wish I hadn't, I've been extremely conservative, I think, in some of our spending. In fact, when I went to my accountant, she said, is there anything you want to do? Travel, this, that, we've been traveling, we've been doing what we want. So I have felt very fortunate with that. I, uh, this is Marla, I feel that a pitfall for me was not becoming more involved with my husband's business at the beginning. I think he didn't really want me in the office and I really didn't, it wasn't my kind of a career. I had a career, but I gave up my career when I had children and then I went back to school when I saw what happened to my mom and got a master's degree and I kept up a certification for a long time, but then as things were easier and easier in our life, I let that go. So I think looking back, what I would have liked is to have a little bit more of my own career. It wasn't the thing to do at the time, and it wasn't important to me at the time. But I really, in terms of the pitfall, I think we probably would have been more successful financially if we had been together on it. It was sort of his role and my role and not a good communication between that. So I would consider that a pitfall. This is Margie. I think my pitfalls were the old messages that were sent through my brain from the time I was 
in elementary school and high school and struggled with math and some of the that I couldn't do it and Mm -hmm. whether that was and so it developed a lot of uh, lack of confidence so that feeling of not that I couldn't do it biggest pitfall when I look back as in this um, podcast has been really interesting for me because as I look back I did it I just didn't give myself a pat on the back for having done it and I was aware and when push came to shove, I I had been listening. I just didn't give myself enough credit for for listening. So those pitfalls of the early messages that your brain tells you, that the teachers tell you, were there for me. Yeah, that's very interesting because I think we always talk about mindset and positivity, and it is very interesting to hear how your narrative kind of became set, so to speak, and really to realize that your internal, the internal thought process was what was really holding you back when in reality, you knew what you were doing and you were very and had a lot of insights. And now having that confidence moving forward just really makes it that much more impactful and that much more comfortable. So I think that those are huge, right? Just making sure that you're educating yourself and really telling yourself like, hey, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. I've got the right people in place. And this isn't as scary as I thought it was. And for our listeners, and again, I'm projecting myself into this conversation, but I'm thinking about my wife and my children and my oldest daughter is in college. We have one in in high school and of course the boys as well, but just this concept of, you know, sort of shame on me for being in this business and not spending a little bit more time mentoring them along exposing them to a, a real foundation here that they can use for the rest of their lives. So really good insight. On that note, let me kind of move the conversation just slightly here and talk about our next gens. What would you want your heirs to know about your financial life? And, and maybe the, the second part to that question is, how have you made sure they're equipped to help you in themselves? Anyone want to share on that? I think um, I I talked about that. It's Marla. I think I talked about that a little bit. I think the peace of mind and privilege of, of a plan mm-hmm. that we could put in place and the conversation that we can have together with them to sit down and have them understand where we are. I think that's pretty much the best thing we gift we could give our children right now. This is Margie, and I would just say transparency, making sure that they understand where everything is and answer questions and not keep secrets. This is Pat. I agree. I think the the best thing that I've done is my children are well aware of. They've gone with me, actually, to my financial uh, advisor, and they know the person very well. They speak of him when I talk about the person, they know exactly who this person is. And I think them being on board and going over sometimes when the statements come even, knowing where everything is, have a document locator and all of that for them. I think that's very important. If you have a long-term health care plan, give a copy of it to them even. I've done that so that they know exactly what to do in the case that I would need long-term health care. And I think, like you say, transparency is the best tool here. 
Yeah, this is Jordan. I think really utilizing your financial advisor, utilizing even your estate planning attorney, really even the two together, talking through, here's my wishes and desires. This is what I would like to see happen. This is where things, and then on the other hand, things, and this is where things are, and this is how they would be distributed, et cetera, is really impactful. And then having a spot where all that information is, like Pat mentioned, we have a document locator that we actually can provide uh, to clients, to listeners, and we actually have even a digital version of that in within our client portal that we encourage clients to put estate planning documents, credit card numbers and account information, social security cards, because it is, it's basically like an online safety deposit box where your heirs can go into it and basically find everything they would need and, and or need to bring to financial advisor, an estate planning attorney and or a CPA or an accountant upon your passing and, and really all of that data can be in one place that, that just makes it easy for everybody to access. And I agree with having those transparent conversations and, and explaining, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm doing now. And this is why I've set up things to go the way I want them to go on the back end. Yeah, I, just, I thank I, you all for asking us to do this. It was really um, educational for me to go back and think about this. It did cause a little anxiety, but it was um, definitely worthwhile. And I wish I had done it sooner. Again, there's the earlier the better for anyone listening. This is it's an invaluable. So thank you. I second that. <laughs> Well, we have just loved having you on. Thank you so much, Pat, Margie, and Marla. This has been just a font of wisdom. And like I said earlier, just the transparency and ability to share your stories and, and your wisdom with our listeners. We just can't thank you enough. So thank you very much. And, and to our listeners, as always, uh, we thank you for joining us. If you would like to reach out to us, you can reach out to us directly at hello, H-E-L-O at Synergy Capital Solutions or on our website at SynergyCapitalSolutions.com. And as always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe and share. And we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk. And there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. 
Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.